Welcome to the Voices of Marketing Podcast. And now your host, John Shea. Hey everyone, uh, John Shea here. Um, today on the show, I've actually got someone by the name of Ryan Simi. Uh, he's on the show today to talk a little bit about Amazon. Uh, I know that I actually haven't published a podcast episode in a few weeks now. Um, basically, I decided to have Ryan come on because uh, he's actually talking a lot about Amazon, and um, you know, this is a big focus of what he's working on, and that's something that I've also been doing recently with my own e-commerce site. So I'm actually pretty excited to hear what Ryan has to talk about today. Um, I guess if you want to start out, Ryan, maybe give us a little bit of your background and just how you got kind of started with selling on Amazon and you know where you really started out online. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Ryan Simi, and I started out in business about uh, shortly after the turn of the century, and I was a financial advisor for about a decade and really enjoyed that, that work, enjoyed um, physical, you know, face-to-face -face selling with people. And all of the technical aspects of it I really enjoyed. But I got to a point where I realized that no matter what, I was only ever going to be self-employed. And every day that I woke up, I still had to go out and hunt for new business, look for new opportunities. And so I really wanted to transition into something where it was a true business, where we could develop uh, a core business, outsource as much of it as possible, and keep to the fun part for me was looking for new opportunities, new developing uh, products and then outsource the back office. Um, about a year ago, I came across Amazon and different ways to do it. Um, I was kind of prepped up for it because when I was in graduate school, one of my classmates actually works as a manager at Amazon. So a lot of his um, direct, you know, we do case study after case study in business school. And almost all of his case studies were on Amazon, what the culture was, what their vision was, where they were looking to go. And it kind of got hammered into me that they were always looking for small business owners to partner with to bring their products to their market and also to launch there. And it was kind of in its infancy a couple of years ago and then they developed Fulfilled by Amazon. And that's been a huge bonus. Uh, Amazon basically has already collected this huge market of people. They've already got all their credit card information. Um, it's so simplified now that they can, they can click one time and purchase items. And if you have a Fulfilled by Amazon account, it's, it's going to be direct shipped out to your clients. You never have to worry about the back office. So you can really do a lot of brand creation and focus on your business and growing your business. So that's, that's how we got involved with it. Um, as we were developing our first product and building our brand, we had gone through all the, all the process of sourcing from China, dealing with multiple suppliers, hammering out your quality control issues having samples sent back and forth between two continents and then dealing with all the logistics of having sh things shipped internationally. Um, and that's a pretty lengthy process. And while we were doing that, you know, my background kind of being both in finance and then as I was finishing up my finance, finance uh, business, I also became involved with the universities and started working at colleges. So I, I taught a lot at the graduate level and also have been doing a lot of workforce and consulting that at the workforce level and we looked at, to play to our strengths my business partner on the other hand has got a lot of online internet marketing he's you know building funnels setting up web pages opt-in pages all of those things and his business has primarily been designed around marketing to brick and mortar up to fortune 500 companies helping develop online sales funnels for them um, so you know we're sitting here waiting for, for our shipments to come in 
we started playing with our strengths and kind of coming with ideas, and, and we thought, okay, well, we want to launch our product. How do we really want to do this? So we pulled into every bit of information we could find about the Amazon algorithm and how to get your product up on page one, you know, how to do that on Amazon SEO. And it really kind of came down to a couple key things. One was seller reviews. That was a that seemed to be one of the, the big things. You don't really see it. That's not the product reviews we see on a listing. Those are the reviews that are kind of back behind the scenes, and uh, they get ignored a lot of the times. So how do we foster getting a lot of those? The second would be the product review. That really has to do with more of the social proof and marketing side than it does with the you know getting on page one on Amazon. Um, the third is keyword and copywriting on your actual listing and how to optimize that. So we were optimizing all those things and getting things figured out, and I relied back on my training experience. I thought, well, wouldn't it be great, instead of just going out to the Internet now and offering a whole bunch of dollar coupons to drive some, some really inexpensive sales, and you know, basically at a loss for us, what if we could get the best bang for our buck for giving that great deal? What if we could collect a group of people who we trained beforehand how to give reviews? And kind of in the process of getting our, our business up and going, we kind of gathered, a, we were fortunate enough to join into a tribe of people who were doing the same thing. And it became kind of its own mastermind. So everybody that's familiar with internet marketing is going to understand that, you know, the value of having a bunch of people that are kind of in the same boat. Sure. And it was pretty common for us to go back and forth and, you know, offer each other reviews and do those things. And it kind of hit me. We never give each other a two-star review or a three-star review. We're, we're always like four or five stars. And if there's ever an issue, we'll contact the other seller directly and say, hey, you know, this could use some tweaking or this could, you know, you fix this or may, you might word this email differently. So this this really kind of supportive and a, a con consultative environment flourished. And I thought, what if we could bring in a bunch of reviewers who – as they came in, great, yeah, I'm going to get something for a very inexpensive price. But in that process, we could introduce customers, let them get a sense for the fact that these are people just like them. They're, they're trying to take their crack at the American dream, and here's some really cool products that they're looking to sell. And almost all these brands are designed to be a premium brand. It's not it's not your $1.99 um, closeout stuff. This is, right. this is high-end stuff. Now, if you, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, I've listened to several, um, you know, podcasts and things like that where people have talked about private labeling a little bit and um, as well as sort of retail arbitrage. You know, I don't know if you would be willing to share like kind of the niche that you've dived, dived into and that you've um, sort of started with as your brand. Okay. Well, for us, you know, there's nothing wrong with arbitrage, um, but it's hunting versus farming. And if you're in arbitrage, there's, there's a lot of money to be made there. There really is, especially as we go into the holiday season. But the problem is you're oftentimes selling someone else's brand. So sure. you're competing for that buy box. And there's a whole, there, there could be um, product after product of information out there on how to compete buy box. I like the white labeling and the brand creation because it's my own buy box. And you know, as long as I'm the only seller on Amazon, I control my own destiny. And that's what I'm really looking for. So that's kind of where we're at. Our, our niche, we're in the uh, bath and beauty. And as we build the brand, we'll probably leg over into the health and beauty products and get into consumable. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen just firsthand from my own experience, I'd actually, um, I worked a full-time job 
uh, last March that I started with a company where essentially, you know, the, the, my boss, he invented an idea. It was basically a winter mitten for kids that he just added a sleeve on the end. You know, it's like such a simple concept, but no one was doing it and he got it copyrighted. Um, so, you know, or what, what's the word patented? That's what I'm like. <laughs> he got it patented. So no one else could take that design. I mean, I think he had problems at one point with like Walmart doing something similar, but he uh, essentially had had that patented and he was able to revise the product a few times through manufacturing and private labeling and get it branded as his own and have like full control of that. And now he like runs, literally he's making like all of his money off of one product on Amazon. I think um, from like last November 1st to December 31st, he was able to make, I think it was like something like over 300,000 gross from. Yeah, it was insane, you know, just how much and how well he was able to do with, you know, this product because it really took off and, you know, he ended up getting all those reviews. He was up over 400 reviews last I checked. And it just literally blows the competition out of the water. You know, like it's the obvious no-brainer choice if that's what you're looking for in that niche. Um, and, and the product is important it, it, very much. But even more important than that is the relationship you build with its customers. And if yeah. you can control that from the get-go, I'm sure with him being a small business owner with one product, that was probably, I would bet, he's doing so well is that he had the back end set up to make sure that the customers were taken care of the right way. Uh, FBA helps a lot with that with logistics, but um, being able to make sure that you contact your customers, um, develop an email list with them, and you know let them know when you're bringing new things to market, that's huge. You control your own your own destiny, and, and that second launch is even it's exponentially larger than the first. Sure. So on that note, I, I guess I thought I'd ask. I mean, I know Amazon has some like policies and sort of regulations that. Uh, in the most basic sense, they don't want like circumvention, you know, they don't really want you to put something in the box that's uh, trying to get them, the customer to go to the, cu go to your website, go to the seller's website. I mean, how are you kind of handling that like with your products? Well, the, the process that we use, and this is above board with Amazon, and uh, we're also trying to build our reviews, this launch pad, that's, it's going to be above board. I always step back from the standpoint and go, if I'm in their shoes, what do I want? I want people that are true business owners that care about their business and are building it the right way and are not taking away from Amazon. And so everything that we do seeks to serve that. Um, with Amazon, we don't call them right off the bat and try and get our, our customers that purchased from the product of Amazon onto a mailing list. What we do is call up immediately and say that the first here's a digital bonus. We're, we're big on bonuses. And all, here's a couple of different phase that you use the product, a couple different ideas. We'll also be following up with you and so just to make sure that you've received it. Um, and we highlight the fact that this is fulfilled by Amazon. It should be super fast, but because that whole shipping process is outside our hands, we don't have any control. We want to take that extra step and make sure that our customers got their product. At the, at the end of that, uh, we wait until you know, about two weeks for Amazon to sit, make sure that the shipment's out. We'll contact our, our uh, clients and we do it by phone. Um, the big bang there is when was the last time that you had the CEO of a company contact you for a $20 purchase? It, sure. it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, our, our customers have received it. And the thing is, the true value, it's not that we're going to get, I mean, we want to get them on an email list and we want to build a relationship with them. But the true value there is, you know, I can contact them directly and say, you know, how, how did you like the product? Was it what you expected? Um, what could be improved? How could we do a better job? And 
I get all that feedback from them and I make notes on it and I say, you know, thanks for sharing all that. I then ask them if they would uh, be interested in joining our VIP product program. Um, and if they come into our VIP program as we're developing new projects, excuse me, too many P's in one sentence. Um, <laughs> as we're developing those new products to come to market, our VIPs are going to evaluate and they'll get free samples, they'll get all that stuff as we're going through the evaluation process. Um, and they'll send them a link to do that. That's when we get them to opt in into our email. And so it's, it's totally their choice to opt in with us. And it's so that they get um, additional benefits in the future. We also, if they're willing to give us that feedback on the phone, uh, I'll, I'll usually just go ahead and type up that stuff and say, hey, would you mind if I email those comments to you? Would you mind leaving us a review? And I'll leave the link for the seller review and for the product review based on what their feedback was. Um, I'm not putting words in their mouth. I'm just transcribing it for them, making it as simple as possible. Right, right. And then it goes out to them. Um, as we're working with our, our fellow entrepreneurs, the people that we found to be the most successful, these are the processes that they've put in place. So there's it's that having that follow-up. Now, you can do it as a CEO and the owner in the early days, but there comes a point you know, when you're selling two, 200 to 2,000 units a day, um, you, you have to start outsourcing that. But I would advise anybody who's looking to build a brand on Amazon to do it themselves first so that they understand the process. And you can really meticulously train the people you hire to do that for you later. Yeah, no, it sounds like you're sort of approaching it with a less, um, it's, it's not really like super intrusive, you know? No, and we really followed the idea that, you know, if you want to get something, you have to give something first. And if we're giving really good customer support right off the bat, that usually catches people by surprise. And then second, we're offering you a discount coupon and a VIP access, you know, at no additional cost. People are really impressed with that. And many will take you up on it. And then after that, that's when we ask them to go leave a review. Um, so it's one of those things that they, you know, we've we've already kind of hooked them up with several different things, and people are, at that point they're very happy to go leave us a review. Sure. Now, in regards to reviews, I know you mentioned like, you know, obviously, let's say, um, you know, in my case, you know, I just opened an Amazon account a few weeks ago. You know, I'm just starting to get my products out there. Um, some stuff that's going to be unique, like brand new. Um, no one else is selling it. Um, you know, if I want to get some reviews on this product, you know, you mentioned like you're in groups with other people who are willing to leave the reviews. I know that um, Amazon is also like, you know, obviously they're not super fond of, um, you know, they don't want a bunch of fake reviews. You know, like if I go on Fiverr and start, you know, hiring people for $5 to go leave a review, they're probably not going to be too kosher with that. But I'm sure there's ways of kind of doing this in such a way that it's not going to come across like a problem. I mean, how, yeah. how do you kind of handle that with the with the methods you're using now? Well, and it's pretty clear because you know a lot of the people that are coming into this are coming from the internet marketing um, space. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody there's black hat, but there's enough black hat stuff going on that I, I think it created an environment where people are always looking for a quick hack. Uh, what, what's the quickest way to do this? What's the what, can I type some code? Can I get above? Instead of just looking at it from what's the best way for me to build a business. And what's the best way to build a solid brand? And it, it takes, you know, our method takes a little bit longer, but I think it bears a lot more fruit. I think the reason why Amazon's not ever going to have a problem with what we're doing is because it's best for the customer. And we're not taking anything away from Amazon. We're not taking them off Amazon to go sell our products on our, our web page necessarily. We're always going to be launching products on Amazon. We'd like to have them do our back office, so we're always sending stuff through FBA. 
Um, so it's it's not taking away from Amazon at all. And as we bring on our reviewers, one thing as there's two sides of this business. One is the reviewer base, and we have right now we have about 50 local reviewers. We have about another hundred that are dispersed throughout the country, and we're probably going to grow that up to about 500 in the next six months. But we're we're keeping it relatively small because we want them to be trained to be quality reviewers. And what I mean by quality reviewers is you can't launch with us and we're not guaranteeing you five-star reviews. If your product stinks or your follow-up stinks, you're going to find out pretty quick. Mm. Um, what I mean by quality review is you're not going to get a three-star review that says it was okay. You're going to get a three-star review that really talks about what was good about it, what was bad about it, what could be improved. And generally our reviewers, we're training them so that if there's an issue with either the business processes and the follow-up or the quality on the product, they're going to contact you first and talk about, you know, maybe the handle on something came off and I got a defective product, or maybe this is more uh, a design flaw that I don't like about your product and needs to be improved a second time, as opposed to just ripping off a one-star review. We're guiding them to give the, give the business owner the opportunity to make it right first. If there's a true design problem, yeah, put that on the product review. But if it was just, I got a defective product, you know, let the business owner send you a free one and make it right first. And then write sure. the review and say the first one I got was defective, but the business owner was awesome about it. They sent me a second one without even I didn't even ask for it. They said they were already giving me credit and sending it out. That's just good customer service. And I think those are the things that Amazon would, would benefit from. So yeah. that's why I think we're above board. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it sounds like you've sort of uh, covered all bases here with everything that, you know, and that's obviously that when it comes to customer service and you know, defective products, that's just kind of a given in the, in the industry. I mean, let's be honest. Some of the products will be sourced domestically, but a lot of them are going to be sourced internationally. And when you're talking about ordering in 10,000 units at a time, you're even even with a one or two percent defect rate, which is going to happen, you're going to have some returns. Um, and the truly great companies are judged on what they do when that happens. Uh, do you just say, "Well, screw it," or do you say, "No, I really care. And make I want to take this bad experience and prove to you that we really care." so that the next time we have a product come out, I'm going to make sure that you're the first on the list to try it out. Um, you win over people that way. And that's how you go, you know, that's how you become Apple or Harley Davidson or any of these big brands. You know, it, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek, and I, I like his concept of marketing. If, if you haven't seen the golden circle of marketing, go, go Google it, look at it on, on YouTube, spend five minutes. That's probably one of the best videos on marketing in the 21st century that I've ever seen. And I'm going to paraphrase it quickly, and I hope to not ruin it too much, but basically what he says is you have the traditional computer model where they come out and they say, our computers have great displays, we've got this much RAM, we've got this much gig, and you know it's this price, would you like to buy one? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's how most digital devices are sold. And you cross over and look at Apple, and Apple comes out from the standpoint that we're different. We view the world differently than misfits. We, everything that we do we do in the effort to challenge the status quo and push the evolution. Um, we happen to make digital products. We challenge the status quo by making them incredibly user-friendly, um, beautiful, and attractive. Would you like to buy one? You know, just in me telling that story, I had a different emotional reaction telling the Apple story than I do every other tech company. Um, yeah. that, that's why you see tattoos of Apple on people and Harley Davidson. You know, it, it, 
we buy emotionally and we justify logically. And these emotional parts are actually the oldest parts of our brain. And if you're trying to sell and build a relationship, and you're trying to do it with words, and you're not trying to key in on people's emotions, you're missing the point. And that's really kind of where we come at. That's why we want to really treat our customers well. And here's the deal. Where else in the world are you going to routinely get a $20 to $40 item and the CEO of the company is likely to give you a call to make sure you liked it. You know, it doesn't happen very often from the big box stores, but from us, from our entrepreneurs, it's going to happen. Yeah. Because they really care. And that's the other thing about our launch pad that we want to make that's going to be a little bit unique, and that's really what's going to take it to the next level. Is it, it, you know, it, there's solo ads in places out there where you can put coupons. What we want to do is create an environment and a tribe of people that have an understanding that. Um, they'll come in because I want to get a $1 coupon, but they're going to stay because every week there's going to be a series of videos, much like this is, introducing new entrepreneurs, why they got into the business, why they care about their products, why they care about their customers, what's important to them. And it lets, it lets the reviewers connect with the entrepreneur at, at that emotional level first and understand that you know these entrepreneurs are just like me. They're just trying to get their own chance at the American dream. And then we tell them about the product. So it's there's there's really no product conversation up front. They'll be short little videos, but it gives the entrepreneur a platform to really kind of get out there, connect with the marketplace, and then have the marketplace respond. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like I know. Um, obviously, we haven't mentioned it, but I know you you, you talked about when when we spoke through email that um, you know you you're, you and your uh, partner are kind of like working on a program or a course to sort of put all this knowledge together somewhere that people can learn and. Um, you know, apply these skills to an Amazon. You know, if they wanted to start out on Amazon, start selling on Amazon, they could, um, you know, basically learn from you and apply those skills and take off with their own brand or business. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, actually, we've, we've got uh, access to several different resources that are really, there's a couple resources out there that are better than anything else we've ever come across. And uh, we're actually affiliates for that. We'd be very happy for anybody who wants to and learn about it. Um, they're about to do another product launch, and to be honest, I've met a couple people that just watched the launch videos and learned enough to start a business on Amazon, um, so that the next time that it opened up, you know, this product's only open for a short window. They had to wait six months or 12 months. The next time it opened up, they had made enough money on Amazon to purchase the product and take it to the next level. Um, the training is excellent. Um, the the largest benefit of that affiliate program that we're going to be launching here shortly is really the opportunity to interact with other people and go to a live event where you can partner with other people. That's how my partner Nate and I met, was actually at a live event in Las Vegas um, here a couple months ago. And being able to sit down and you know have that quintessential bar napkin moment and start plotting out things and discussing and moving on, um, that was without a doubt the most valuable part about it. Um, the training that we're going to be um, launching is not for everyone. It's not an inexpensive training. Um, sticker price on it is between $3,500 and $4,000. Um, the thing I like about the product is, and again, this isn't our product, it's an affiliate, but the thing I like about it is there is a bit of exclusivity to it. This isn't a 99-99 get-rich-quick-on-the-internet kind of project. This is a well-thought-out academy that really steps you through it and gives you a forum where you can interact with other people that are doing the same thing. Um, it, it's 
definitely the best Amazon training I've found. And I've, I've done a couple of them, and this is the one we chose to represent. Um, but we use that as our basis. And our, our goal going through this as we, as we do this next launch is that we'll do the launch and our bonus uh, is going to be the best bonus that anybody, any other affiliate is going to have with it because everybody else will be giving out an iPad. We're going to give out a launch pad. So in the training, you're going to learn how to build your own brand, source, get listed on, on Amazon, how to, how to be super competitive, more competitive than about 90% of the, of the sellers on Amazon are competitive right now. It's the wild, wild west. And this will give you all of the fundamental skills. And then we can partner, all of the people that join under our affiliate link are going to be able to go on and do a launch with us free of charge. So, you know, we're still in the beta. We're finishing up the beta testing with our launch pad, but we've already had great successes, and we know that it's going to work. This is going to be a huge advantage because the hardest part about getting an Amazon business up and running is launching. Launching, making sure you have your inventory right, making sure your branding's correct, getting enough volume there. It, it's not too terribly hard to spike and to get up on that front page. It's a challenge to stay there over time, and that's where our, our, our secondary business really comes in. Cool. Uh, if I were to take a, a wild guess, it sounds like the amazing selling machine. If I were to, if I were yeah, to, that, that would that would be it. Um, yeah. and Nate and I are both graduates of it, and uh, it, I've I've been through a lot of trainings, and I mean I've got a master's degree in business. I've spent a lot of money for formal education and also these other trainings. Um, if I were to compare it now, there's a lot of value in my MBA. I'm not I'm not knocking that. But I got my MBA knowing I was an entrepreneur and not, you know, not looking to go into um, work on Wall Street necessarily. Sure. But when it comes down to the brass tacks of how to actually get something up and running and get out there and get going and how to be a business person, the amazing selling machine, hands down, was, was far more immediately valuable than my master's degree was. And it was a fraction of the cost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is kind of interesting to, you know, people sort of in the internet marketing world, it's kind of funny because, you know, people are paying, you know, $300, $500. That's kind of the same as almost like going and taking a regular college class, you know, let alone the tuition for a full on semester. And depending on where you're at college, I mean, depending on the college, that, that cost varies greatly. And what yeah. I found is a lot of the time when, when you're taking college classes, again, I, I, you know, I still work with college kids. I'm a huge fan of them. I'm not knocking them. But you get people who are academics about business. It's not too often that you have a business instructor who is a business owner. And uh, what Matt and Jason have built with the amazing selling, selling machine and the amazing academy, you're surrounded not only by them, but a whole other cohort of business owners. Everybody's doing the same business. And that's the other thing I liked about it is, you know, so many internet marketing um, trainings, they're pitch fests. We, you get in with this, and then there's this upsell, and then there's this upsell, and then there's this upsell. That's not how ASM is at all. They're, they're very much, here's the product, here's to go through. Every every once in a while, there'll be something else, maybe a training on how to do some, um, say, Facebook ads or something that directly supports that, um, and they'll bring that to the community, but they are not constantly trying to sell you another, another widget. Um, it is what it is. It's an upfront fee. It's, it's not a continual fee. Um, it, it's very straightforward. Their live events were world class, and they weren't trying to continually sell us new stuff the whole time. So for that, I respect them greatly. Um, it, it was a top-notch experiences with it were great. And I, I would also say that I've been to a lot of masterminds and a lot of different things. This was one, a unique 
you know, that price point was important because more and more I met so many people that were there that were business consultants, that were accountants, that were pretty successful entrepreneurs. Um, they were just looking for another stream of income or, or another way to where they could go from being self-employed to a business owner. And uh, at the last live event, you know, the speakers were awesome and really spoke to that. But it was it was a different – the people that were attending had a different view of business. This wasn't a get quick so I can quit my job kind of thing. This was very much um, how do I build a long-term sustainable business. And the mindsets were different. Everybody was in it for the long play. Nobody's there looking for a quick hit. Um, I think all the people that were looking for a quick hit had already gone someplace else. So that's what we liked about it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, um, I, I've checked out a lot of the material, and I mean, I, I have to agree with you. I, I was able to kind of get a glance of, um, you know, we, we can chat after, but I was able to glance through some of like the 2013 material, I think, of the of that particular course. Um, it's been a while since I looked at it, but um, it, it was good stuff. Um, I, I know there's lots of pretty much kind of the whole overview, and they're really focused on the idea of specifically doing private labeling and um, kind of branding your own product and then focusing on that one product. And I thought that's interesting because I know there's a lot of talk right now about the whole retail arbitrage. And I mean, the idea of it is seems keen in my mind, but there's so many kind of risks with that, I feel like. And, you know, just like me or you, anyone could go to a big lots and start picking up stuff out of the clearance aisle. And I could be competing with 10 other people on the buy box just trying to win that. Whereas if I private label, um, I have full complete control over it, whether or not it's in someone else's hands is my choice. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see a lot of changes on Amazon in the next year. Uh, it's for any, I, I would say this, for anybody who's really interested in following a business path like this, now is the time. Because I think Amazon's going to get more and more stringent about who they let back um, because of the arbitrage issue. And a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the times those things were in a clearance rack for a reason. They may have been damaged in some way or, or, or you know, something along those lines. So I, I think they're really trying to move away from the arbitrage thing. Nothing against the people that are doing that. There's a lot of money to be made there, but it's a shorter term. And, the you know, you're constantly going to be, have to be out there looking for those deals and, and resourcing those things. Whereas if you source one item, you have one, you know, one two, three items that you have supply lines with. You have a relationship with the with the manufacturers and the owners. Once you get it up and running, and you and you know what your consistent numbers are, it's easy to manage. You're not constantly having to go out and do that. It really is, you know, a Tim Ferriss four-hour workweek kind of business. Mm. No, um, you know, I, I don't know how. We're, do you still have some time, or uh, how are we doing for time on your end? My, my assistant was just for the day, so. Oh, so you got to wrap things up. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you're good. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to ask, like, if you had any tips. Obviously, you've done this personally. I mean, I understand kind of the idea of it, but I haven't done it myself. Is just generally um, finding and sort of sourcing suppliers to make and manufacture products. I mean, do you have any tips, kind of on that angle of like, you know, things maybe you ran into personally that, you know, maybe you went through the ASM training and you know, you learn all these different things, but then maybe you, you're going through it and you're finding like, oh man, I wish I did this differently or I kind of screwed up here when I was doing this. Like, is there anything personally you've learned to actually doing the process of um, going from, you know, you get, you find your supplier and then you figure out what you want to make and just everything to getting the actual product, um, you know, into your hands to physically start having them produce uh, in mass quantity. 
Um, it's kind of the my, my business partner and I kind of joke about the, the paradox um, in that the training is comprehensive. It's everything that you need to do. Manual stuff. And they give it to you in very bite sized chunks. They give you one week week to focus on it about going on to the next thing focus on this and get it done accomplish it and then they have some cool gamification in there where you apply for a badge every time so that you can it's kind of that uh, sort of big play so you get those, those little wins along the way and the paradox is that then you get to like you've been through most of the training and you're trying to make harder than the you know, that natural inclination to kind of reinvent the wheel and realistically over and over and over again from all the people who have been really successful with ASM. And that is just do what they train you to do. Just focus on that and do it. Every time you hear about somebody that had a, a this big crazy um, thing happen to them or they had this, this funky thing happen with supply, it's because they were trying to reinvent the wheel and do something different. They go back and watch that training module and go, oh, yeah, duh, okay, I'll just do that this time. And all of a sudden it works out fine for them. Um, I'm not saying that it's easy. There's setbacks along the way. I mean, you're dealing with suppliers from overseas, and um, there's a language barrier. Um, you can overcome some of that with Skype, but it's not always the easiest. There are some tips and tricks that are in the training, but um, in short, um, if you just watch their launch videos, they cover just about everything that, that you were looking at right there. Um, sure. I, I think the, the my main advice is to be very have your eyes wide open when you're doing a niche selection when you're trying to select the niche that you're going into and certain niches are great and it's just like anything the niches that have more money and have more volume are also much more competitive um, certain niches like supplements have uh, you know from my friends that sell in supplements it's it's cutthroat and there are a lot of people playing a lot of those black hat tricks and leaving false reviews and just just game like that Amazon's really starting to crack down on that stuff. So I think that those old black hat guys that are that are getting away with something today or maybe yesterday, they're not going to get away with it for much longer. Um, but you know, if you're going to go into that market, there's there's a lot of money to be made. Um, but you better have your A game and you better know what you're getting into. Um, and the other the flip side of that is there's a lot of people that come in and they have this mentality of uh, they're an employee mentality. They've worked at a place and I'm the person that does X. So they're looking at Amazon like I need to be the only person that does this product, and that's not that's not a good method too because if there's nobody else selling it, it's because it's not selling. So you know, find a niche where there is competition, um, but inside of ASM it's really great because they give you specific things to look for in the competition that's on Amazon now and how to beat it, how to be better than them, how to bring your A game and how to step step up in the rankings and how to move. And I think if, if, when it's partnered with our Launchpad. Um, it, it, you're going to see people launch a lot faster. And we're going to, this is going to be ASM4. Um, just in the year since the first ASM came out, the learning curve, the training we got last time was head and shoulders better than ASM1, just because they learned so much. So that's the other benefit is the people that are coming in now are going to get all of this experience that isn't just from Jason, the founders. It comes from all the other people that are in it in the forums. And uh, that's where you're, you know, just watch the launch videos and, I guarantee you'll learn enough to start a business. Um, but if you really want to do it and take it to the next level and have people around you to do it, buy the product. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for anyone that's listening, obviously, if you're interested in sort of private labeling and making more of a, you know, 
I guess really when I look at e-commerce as a whole and like what I've really thought about lately is, you know, you kind of look at internet marketing and I see a lot of people that are doing things like launching products and, you know, you could launch a product and, you know, you could make like thousands and thousands of dollars, but it, it isn't necessarily like a long-term thing. Whereas I feel like e-commerce, you know, when I look at that, it's kind of a separate thing where you could turn that into a more long-term sustainable business. Um, I've been even following a lot of people recently um, it's sort of off topic, but I was running an SEO service for three months where we basically sold private blog network links and we made a ton of money, you know, in like three months we made over $20,000. Um, and, and that was amazing for me, like as an internet marketer, but Google recently did an update um, about two weeks ago and pretty much every niche site builder and all these people that were like using this method of SEO to boost their sites, I mean, they got tanked, their sites got de-indexed and um, literally just turned around like overnight. Um, and for me, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy to look at it and, and see that, that that happened. I mean, but in in a sense where I'm looking at it like, okay, I was making all this money, but literally it wasn't going to be a long-term business model and I very well knew that. Mm-hmm. So uh, doing something like sourcing your own product and I mean, I kind of look at my old boss like, you know, with the Mitten example, he was kind of like an entrepreneur, but he doesn't really have the sort of mindset like an internet marketer. He was never an internet mm-hmm. marketer, so he doesn't understand anything about like list building or like social media or like all that stuff was completely oblivious to him. He just had an idea, started launching a product, and basically did all the other stuff like what's part of ASM, you know, finding your this product that he could private label and working with manufacturers across, you know, across the world in China. And mm-hmm. He, he's now there's there's, there's danger in that too when it's your own product because you start having stuff manufactured in China and they make three for you and one for somebody else and so sure. that you know you have a patent but now you have legal bills to enforce it mm. and you know there's there's other sides that you need to be aware of when you do it and John you really bring up an interesting point with with Google you know and I <laughs> I, I can't tell how many uh, internet marketers are, are commiserating on the forums about the penguin slap and all of the other updates. Um, you know, we use Amazon to launch our products because it's a perfect environment for that. But we have a longer-term play where we're looking past Amazon. You know, we want to build a product base on Amazon. We always want to sell there, but we also want to get our physical products into physical stores at some point. And, um, you know, it's a Shark Tank idea. You look at the successful people that go into Shark Tank and they're launching something. When they ask them, what are your sales, they have an answer like that. And... If you can come and say, I, you know, we're doing $2 million a year in revenue on Amazon, you've got, you've got a buyer's attention. And so you know, that's where we're looking at Amazon as a very unique part of our business process. We're going to launch there. We're going we're gonna to develop and solidify a brand. We're going to get loyal customers. And then we're going to be able to branch that out and, and start going more into the retail space. So that helps us diversify. And that, again, that's the long-term plan. It's a long-term play so that it's not just a quick buck today. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us, Ryan. I thought, um, I thought this was really informative and I know, um, I didn't realize you were doing ASM, but, um, you know, it is, I've I've checked out a lot of their content and it is good stuff. Um, obviously like, like you said earlier, it is, um, it's expensive. So anyone looking to dive into this business, I mean, you're, you're literally, you know, think of it as like you're, you know, maybe you have to loan out money to do this. I mean, you're basically, starting up your own business. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. That being said, we're at a very unique time in history. 
I mean, first off, this was not possible 15 years ago, really. If you think about what you're doing, you're starting a business from, look at what my partner Nate and I have done. We've started up a business where both owners are in two different cities. Um, we've only met in person once, one time. Um, we're able to start up an international importing and retail business for less than $5,000. All of our back office is going to be outsourced through Amazon, and we get to focus specifically on the things that generate the most value to an entrepreneur. I mean, it's, it's a magical time. And the downside of that is that inter, you know, marketers ruin everything. And uh, what you'll see is a lot of people coming in and trying to play games on Amazon, and Amazon's going to clamp down on them. And it's going to be a lot harder for people to get, get access to, to sell on Amazon in the future. So that's one of those things where if you're really at all interested in doing this, now's the time. Yeah. Cool. Well, I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to uh, join me today. All right. Well, if you don't mind, too, uh, we'll send you our links. We've got uh, the Reviewed by You on Facebook page. That's where if you're interested, anybody who's interested, you could do your holiday shopping for a couple bucks because we're going to have those $1 deals from the entrepreneurs that are watching. Go check that page out on Facebook and uh, sign up on our email list. Get on there and we'll, we'll get you in and get you access to the training. And then anybody who's interested in, in uh, selling with us, we have the product launch pad uh, on Facebook as well. Those would be the two places to, to access us. And honestly, if anybody's interested in ASM, um, they can go ahead. I, I would say go ahead and sign up for our uh, reviewed by you yeah, email opt-in list. Uh, and we're going to send out some information to those folks on, on ASM. But I really think that we're going to have hands down the best bonus going this next time. Awesome. Yeah, I know that definitely helps with these big launches. So, I'll uh, I can include links in the text of the, of the uh, of the interview so people can check that out. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks.